welcome to The Trendy Scoop. I'm your host, Claudia Savage. I am so, so excited to be back, to be talking about all things TV and film, all things music, all things trending, and to kick off for the start of the new academic year, we have a really exciting episode. I am gonna be talking to a Swedish band called Joe and the Anchor about how they came about, about their history of music and about what is coming up for them after the release of their latest EP Blue. They have new music out next week so we're going to be chatting to them about that as well as a rundown of what's new in the world of TV and film and all of the latest music releases that are going to be out this week. So if you want to hear more about all of those then please stay tuned. And we're going to kick off this week's episode by talking about what is new in the world of TV and film. Of course, there could be no discussion of TV had this week without talking about Netflix's Squid Game. Squid Game is a battle royale, Hunger Games type of show where people are competing in childhood games to win a huge amount of money. But the trick is that if you lose the games, you die in a not particularly enjoyable way. The show was written and directed by Hwang Don Hyuk and it was released on September 17th of this year. Even in that short space of time, it is already set to be one of Netflix's biggest shows ever and has developed such an intense fan following. So online there's a TikTok trend where fans are making Dalgona. Uh, Dalgona is a Korean street food that's featured in one of the games. And there is actually already controversy surrounding the show as bilingual viewers point out that the English subtitles to the Korean and to an even worse degree, the English dubbing, are changing the meaning of the show. But that has definitely not put fans off. There's, people are going absolutely crazy for Squid Game and everyone wants to know whether there's going to be a season two. The writers and directors have said there is not, they have not intended for there to be a season two. But given how popular the show is, I would absolutely not be surprised. And for anyone who has binge, binge watched all the way to the end, like myself, they're really, 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 really hope there's going to be a season two because the show is absolutely phenomenal and it is great to see more international representation, especially on a huge platform like Netflix. So that is Squid Game. And moving on to the world of film. Of course, one of the biggest releases this week in the film world was James Bond, No Time to Die, which is gonna be Daniel Craig's last stunt as James Bond. And the movie has got pretty standard reviews. Of course, it's a James Bond movie, so it's pretty formulaic. But widespread approval of Daniel Craig's final performance as Bond. But of course that has only reopened the debate of who is going to take over the tuxedo. And of course the most commonly spoken about replacement is Idris Elba. Uh, he sent the internet into frenzy when he treated the names Elba, Idris Elba. Clearly implying that he was going to be taking it over but no confirmation as of yet. And rumours are absolutely abounding of who could be the next to take on Bond. Regé Jean Page, who was the lead actor of Bridgerton. And he said, quote, If you're a Brit and you do something of any kind of renown that people regard well, then people start saying the B word. It's like a merit badge. I'm glad to have the badge. I'm glad to be in such a wonderful company of people who have the badge, but it's a badge. So clearly implying there that he would like to take on the role. Other rumours are Paul Mescal. He was the star of Normal People. And he was 
he said, quote, would I play Bond? Yeah, I don't know. If it ever came my way, we'd have a discussion about it. I don't want to say yes or no. I am a massive fan and will continue to be regardless. So at least for the James Bond people, there's going to be no love lost from Paul Mescal, but that would definitely be an interesting choice. And finally, the bookie's favourite to take over the role of James Bond next time round is Tom Hardy. So Hardy has got serious acting plaudits for his films like The Revenant and Mad Max. As I say, he is currently the bookie's favourite. Well known for his rugged handsome good looks, which is a huge factor when it comes into who is going to be playing Bond. But of course, any it, they could go completely out of left field and pick someone no one is expecting. Those are the major front runners at the minute. And that is your update on this week's episode of the Trendy Scoop for TV and Film. And I'm joined now with the members of Swedish pop band Joe and the Anchor. Thank you so much for being with me today. Hello, thank you Hi. for having me today. Hi, yeah. thanks. So we'll start off, do you want to just maybe go around and introduce yourselves and say what your role is in the band? And uh, we'll start with Ruben. He's currently driving, so we're hoping that this interview all goes smoothly and um, he he gets home safe, but that's definitely a first for the Trendy Scoop, but we're loving it. So uh, Ruben, introduce yourself and tell us a bit about uh, your role in the band. Yeah, so... Uh- it's probably smart taking me first, so then if I crash, you'll have my information at least. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> no, I, I'm I'm guitarist. I'm one of two guitarists in the band, uh, and yeah, that's well, I guess that's my outwards role. And inside the band, we we kind of do a little bit of everything. Uh, recently, I've been focusing more on video uh, editing and some social media and stuff but yeah uh, guitar and not so often but sometimes designated driver nice one so we'll go to victor next you want to tell us a bit about uh, yourself and your own band sure i am the drummer of the band that is my main role and then also both me and joachim do the the graphic design for the band so uh, when i'm able to I, I do photography and video editing and uh, a lot of fun stuff. And that's, that's me. Nice, Ad, uh, what came? Yeah, uh, and I'm the singer uh, in the band. And I also play uh, guitar sometimes and piano sometimes. And I write the songs, often the beginning of the songs, at least. Uh, and as Victor said, uh, we do a lot of graphic design together for the band, like videos or images, photos, like that. And that's my role. Nice, so I was I was gonna ask about this a wee bit later, but you did touch on it there. So you used to do all your own like visual work and everything for the band, which uh, if anyone has a bit on to do with the Anchors Instagram, definitely you need to get on it because all your stuff looks great and your music videos and everything. So do you use like, for, and that must be like a huge amount of work to be doing that on top of the music yeah yeah it is for sure it's a lot of uh, fun as well because uh, we usually always start with with the visuals as well you know it's never just only the music it's uh, both together so when we write a song we oftentimes write down notes what kind of visuals we want to have to that uh, specific song so it's uh, 
we work with them a lot together I think mm -hmm. so do you like having sort of that like control over like the whole creative process yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, would... I, I feel like that's part of why it has happened that we I think we've always had a pretty clear vision of how we want our visuals to look like when it goes alongside the music and we whenever we've involved someone else in the process we have so many notes that I feel like at the end of the day we're the most happy when we have total control and we we we're kind of a do-it-yourself kind of band sure is not what they say if, if you want a job done right you have to do it yourself <laughs> I've heard of that saying but it's also a, a good thing that uh, both Joe and Victor have actually studied graphic designs in university. So, so yeah. in our case, it can also it not only gets done, but it I think it tur turns out pretty great as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and then, so how do you all know each other? And then, how did you get started making music together? Right. So that's another kind of story. Um, me and Victor go way back. I think we, we've known each other for the longest time. Uh, we've known each other for 20 years, I think, since we were just boys. Uh, and I was actually kind of afraid of him back then because he was a scary kind of looking guy. And he, he was drawing all these kind of monsters when we were kids. And, and so I was- Very creative. Yeah, really creative. He's a really, really talented illustrator um, um, and draw things really good. But anyway, so we, we just kind of didn't hit it off in the beginning, but then we learned, we got to know each other when we were like teenagers and started playing in other bands. And that kind of evolved to, you know, uh, our friendship. And then uh, I don't remember how and when exactly we, we became close but it happened and started playing this band when we were 19 and 20 20 years old i think yeah yeah i think in starting this band is when we really became closer i mean we're both pretty you know we're introverts i would say so it it took a long while of being forced to like be with each other in the same room until we really you know realized that we had a lot in common and uh, became good friends. Yeah. Uh, then uh, Ruben came into the picture six years ago now. Right, Ruben? Yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, you needed a, a replacement for uh, another band member who left. Uh, and, and you sought uh, someone who could play guitar and sing. So I kind of, uh, I can't play guitar. At that point, I couldn't really sing. But uh, I tried my best to avoid it. Uh, <laughs> I think I've <laughs> become a little bit better at it right now. But but yeah, I, yeah. I, I joined the band the good old fashioned way by an audition. And uh, since then we've become, yeah, the closest friends. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He made up for the lack of singing with a lot of guitar skill and charm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Definitely, but sure, Ruben's just happy to be here. <laughs> and so tell us about how you got your name because I know your fans uh, your fans call themselves sailors yeah if my research is correct 
So where did the name Joe Nagger come from? Yeah, where did it come from? It um, came from my dad, actually, because uh, I had another name when I started this project. It was only me. Uh, and I, I had this weird name and calling myself Curly Joe because of my curly hair. And my name is Joe Akim, so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, but then there was another artist already that had that name. So he told me, I'm going to sue you if you don't change your name. Uh, <laughs> and I had like 30 days. So I, I just kind of, you know, I have to find another name rather quick. And I asked my dad about it. I, and I remember him telling me that, you know, your music is kind of hopeful. And so sh you should have a symbol for that. Uh, and then he said, and you can you can name yourself Joe in the, the boat or Joe in the anchor or Joe in the sails. And I, uh, Joe the anchor stuck with me. So that's, that's how we got our name. Yeah, that's such a nice story. And you know what? I think that man did you a favor because not to pass judgment, but Joe and the anchor is definitely a better name than Curly Joe. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, so who, like in your musical style, like what artists would be like your major musical influences? Like who are you all really listening to when you are like writing your songs? It's a hard question. What would you say, Mr. I feel like, well, in a way, we all have pretty diverse musical influences. You know, some of us are more into rock music. I, I've been pretty into like <laughs> progressive metal and stuff no but i think for for the for the last few years we've been trying to finding you know what what kind of artists do we all like in common lately we've been listening a lot to laney i think uh you know and uh i mean the 1975 are a big one for sure yeah and also i would say holly humberstone Maggie Rogers as well. Yeah. Oh, definitely. There are some like big names because you have been doing a lot of YouTube covers recently of Lainey. So if anyone has heard them, definitely go and check them out because they're great. But is there any songs that you haven't covered yet that you would love to cover in the future, like by a different artist? Yeah, I would love to make a cover of uh, Harry Styles sometimes because uh, I really love his voice. He got that kind of wispy sound in his uh, voice and uh, I think I could pull it off. Uh, I would like to try. <laughs> oh, definitely. That would be unbelievable. Not to say that Harry Styles is, is the way to my heart, but you could <laughs> so do like, like Kiwi or something, but do it like so good. I can really see that in like Joe and the Anchor sort of style. That would be cool. So I was going to say the Walk Away music video features a lot of footage of views on tour and playing live. Has it been difficult? Because obviously over sort of the past year, not to say the C word, but um, it's been definitely a hard year for a lot of artists. So was it hard not being able to play live for a while? Yeah, um, we, I think we've, all of us, when you play live, you kind of manifest your music in a way. It's kind of strange being just a digital artist because your music is out there and people are listening to it, but, but in the same, same while you're just sitting at home and 
and maybe someday you don't feel like an artist and and, and when you play live that feeling is uh, of course manifested again in you and it's best feeling ever but at the same time i think we 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 are kind of optimistic as a band and and we we figured that we should make the most of it uh, and and we've started a lot of projects that i think we wouldn't have had time for if it weren't for the situation uh, the covers that you mentioned uh, is definitely one of them uh, we we spent a lot of time doing that and and that resulted in us reaching to places uh, that otherwise wouldn't have heard of us uh, like like in asia for example and and uh, america as well uh, so so yeah it it, it was difficult but in, in the same time we had to think of something new and i think in the end it has been good for us yeah yeah exactly Sorry. how has it felt well as much as you did get a lot out of the experience it must be amazing to be back playing live again so how has it been like since things have been opening up and has it felt like is it different it is, is it different playing a concert now than what it was like before the sort of covid lockdowns i think so we've only played a few shows but I mean, my experience of it now is that people are really more excited than ever to just get back out there and experience live music and big events again. It's like everyone we've played for have been, uh, we've had such great crowds and it's, it's a lot of fun to finally get that, the back and forth of live music that you yeah, just don't get during a live stream. Mm -hmm. Then your most recent EP is Blue. So tell us a bit about that record and sort of what was your process in creating it? And just just tell us about the vibe. Whoa. Um, I don't know really. It just kind of happened, you know, we we released Antidote, our first EP, and then afterwards we, you know, oh, is it only my computer that's making this weird noise? Yeah. Anyway, and so we really, we really wanted to make a studio kind of EP and really have a very simple and specific sound to those kind of songs. Um, and so with that in mind, just went in, in the studio and, you know, uh, or our home studio, because we don't really have a classic studio. And we tend to make a lot of stuff at home because that feels more genuine to us. And so we just recorded this kind of heartfelt songs, uh, which were about, you know, allowing ourselves to feel more, I guess, because in Antidote, everything was very up-tempo and very you know poppy um but in blue we allowed ourselves to feel more i guess and so that that's kind of what blue is about for me at least i don't know about you guys yeah i feel like what we felt tied all the songs together were kind of uh you know the lyrical themes we were really trying to be more honest and you know, reach into some 
some things that we had all been feeling at the time, uh, which we wrote, I guess it's about a year ago now. Yeah. And it was also strange releasing that EP during a pandemic. I just thought about that now. It was a strange thing to do, to release. Yeah, it was strange, strangely fitting, uh, uh, seeing as the EP kind of was an introvert uh, uh, investigation into your feelings. And, and I felt like the whole, uh, everybody I knew were going through that kind of process during the, uh, uh, quarantine, you know, you didn't have so many other things to do than just looking into yourself and kind of uh, getting through feelings. So, so in, in a strange way, it, it also felt appropriate to release it during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of people, do you feel like a lot of your fans were like feeling those emotions with you then when you released that EP? Yeah, it felt so, especially when we released uh, the last track of the album, which was very improvised. Um, but it's the main title, I guess, for the for the EP, uh, Blue. And that wasn't really supposed to get on the EP, but we just kind of, you know, we just had that one day where we just felt a lot of things. And we just wrote it down and we recorded it like, in maybe one day and it just kind of spoke to a lot of people uh, actually we we've, we have a lot of messages just about that single song and so it seems that the, the, our most honest song was the the most uh, the song that the most uh, people interacted with and felt yeah connected. there was a lot of fun to hear that people really connected with a song that was really honest, but also kind of a risky thing. You know, we didn't know at all if people would find it strange or if it didn't fit the EP, but we put it there and we put ourselves out there. And it's fun to know that that was kind of rewarded by the people who listen. And it sort of sets the tone for the music that we are gonna release in about a week now. That- I agree, Huh? Five days. Five days, yeah. <laughs> Where we realized that getting even more honest wasn't just good for us. It was something that the people who listen to us really enjoy. Mm -hmm. So the new record is going to be out soon. What can you tell us about that? And how is it going to be different to blue or how's it going to be similar what direction is Joe the anchor going in as victor said we're going in a more honest direction i guess um but uh, with that said we as blue was very studio focused uh, the next one is very live focused it's you know we got the real drums we got the guitars on a high uh, volume and we you know got that kind of, uh, um, what do you say, a very energetic kind of uh, vocals. Um, maybe some influences from the 90s, but also a lot of uh, new elements as well. And uh, I mean, it's a very big sound, I guess. It's a big yeah. sound compared to Blue. So it's music that I think comes very naturally to perform live on a stage as well which is something we're 
we're looking forward to to take this new music there yeah absolutely that's so exciting so that's going to be out on the ninth um no the eighth, eighth right that's that's when the first single drops yes so the first single is going to be out in the 8th of october so i'm assuming if everyone goes and follows you on instagram they can find it all the details are and that's going to be released on spotify in the 8th yes all california nice well that is so so exciting and thank you so much for talking to me today i can't wait to hear the new music as i'm sure all the listeners can't wait to hear it thank you so much thank you for having thank you for having us Yeah. yeah thanks Thank you so, so much to Joe and the Anchor for coming on to talk to us today. And as I say, their new music is going to be released on the 8th of October. So definitely go and follow them on Instagram and make sure to keep an ear out for that because no doubt it's going to be absolutely amazing. But if you want some music that is out right now, I'm going to give you a quick rundown of what is new in the world of music this week. So in terms of singles that we have coming out, uh, Ash Nico has a new song called Panic Attacks in Paradise which no doubt there's going to be a TikTok trend out of that. Ash Nico rose to huge popularity with her songs being featured on TikTok trends so I would say she's going to be continuing to lean into that with her new single. Also out this week is a new single from Kane to Crow. Kane to Crow was on an episode of the Trendy Scoop last year so definitely go and listen to that if you haven't already. But he has a new single out called Make Believe. Very excited for that one as well. Also coming out is Elton John and Stevie Wonder. Two men who cannot quit, cannot be stopped. They're coming out with a new single. It is called Finish Line. Elton John is currently charting with Dua Lipa so... I say he's really going for all generations, covering all bases there. But his new single with collaboration with Stevie Wonder is going to be out this week as well. And speaking of throwbacks, maybe not as much of a throwback as Elton John, but JLS have been releasing new music. So they were supposed to do the reunion tour last year, but of course because of COVID that was postponed. Which hopefully that should be going ahead soon. But as I say, they have new music out that is, is corresponding with that. So anyone who was a huge JLS fan back in the day, not going to expose myself, even though I was, definitely keep an eye out for new music from JLS. Which also, even though people might find this irrelevant, but it might come up in a pub quiz someday and then you'll be glad you listen to the Trendy Scoop. JLS actually stands for Jack the Lad Swing. So I have no idea what that means, but there you go. That's what JLS stands for. And for then more modern, we have Sam Fender. Sam Fender has a new song out called Spit of You. And finally, Wallows, they have a new song called I Don't Want to Talk. So those are all singles and they're all going to be out this week. Then a couple of albums that are going to be out next week. Of course, earlier in the episode, we spoke about James Bond. Hans Zimmer, the formidable man, is creating the album for that. So the album for that called No Time to Die. Of course, Billie Eilish did the single for that, which was astonishing. But the soundtrack for big, big Hollywood movies, like the likes of James Bond, are always so great. And if anyone is ever getting sick of the lo-fi beats girl on YouTube, really look up like a Hans Zimmer playlist and your productivity just goes through the way through the roof so the album for that movie is going to be out this week anyone who's more rock inclined than pop inclined 
Black Sabbath have released Technical Ecstasy. And finally, for anyone who's more into hip hop and R&B, Lil Wayne featuring Rich Kid have released Trust Fund Babies. So those are your albums that are gonna be out this week as well. And that is about all we have time for in this week's episode of The Trendy Scoop. Thank you so, so much to Dara, who's the head of Taco Queen's Radio. And thank you so much to Robin, who's going to be editing the next few episodes. I really, really appreciate all of their help and support with creating the show. I have been your host, Claudia Savage. Thank you so, so much for listening. And make sure to tune in next week on The Trendy Scoop. Bye.